0: We're gonna be doing
1: lots of sniffing today. This is gonna be this is gonna be the best opening to our podcast. Welcome to
0: the Sniffcast, where we just sniff. Like, we get our sniffers out.
2: I'm here to ascend from hell and suck toes. Ah. <laughs> no, no. This Nicholas is the
1: Chudcast. Nicholas Cage fucking with his clothes on. That's what my name should have been.
2: <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to part two of Miss. This is the Chudcast that we watch. Drive Angry which is
1: Drive Angry 3D, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's that's one of its titles. Yeah, I, I just wanna say off. this is this is the greatest creative work ever endeavored by humankind. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so good.
1: It's so, it's so wonderfully excellent.
2: This is this is the big warning of don't listen to this until you've seen this movie. It is yes. it is four dollars. I will give you four dollars. We have few yeah. enough listeners that I will pay for a rental or provide you a link that will show you this movie because it is so fucking good.
1: <laughs> it's so it's so wonderfully it's so wonderful it's so excellent. It's it's like a cartoon. Yeah, it is like, like it really is. It's like it, it, it's almost like. It's like slapstick in in some parts. It's like it's like ridiculous. I love it. Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage seduces a waitress and fucks her with his clothes on while smoking a cigar and drinking out of yeah, a whiskey yeah. bottle. And shooting so, guns. it's so, I don't think we saw and, the, and the then whiskey bottle. And he gets into a gunfight yeah. in that state <laughs> and stays that way for a long time.
2: I don't think we saw the whiskey bottle until like a good forty five seconds into that scene. So it looks like it comes out of nowhere. Like, did we see it? No, sure. Or, or was it like just uh, out of I, frame or something?
1: I think it may have been on the other side of him when they were trying to do the best they could with the discretion shots. <laughs> whatever whatever. few there are, there is like straight up full frontal nudity in this. Like,
2: that scene is actually basically ripped from Shoot'em Up, which is another movie that's very uh, near and dear to my heart. So mm. I, I love it for a lot of the same reasons. It is, it's doing the same live action cartoon thing as Shoot'em Up. Yep. It's like, shoot him up, goes to hell, basically, starring Nick Cage. <laughs> and if that doesn't sell you on a movie, Nicholas... I don't know what will.
1: Nicolas Cage is like, hell is full, so I'm come back. Uh, I'm, I've classic. come back to save my
2: daughter. Yeah. Daughter. daughter. Daughter's daughter. Um, so to summarize this one real quick, uh, Nicolas Cage is John Milton. He is a man who was killed and condemned to hell, but returns to rescue his granddaughter from a cult. Um, he winds up traveling alongside Piper, who's a waitress who just kind of happened to get uh, caught up in the whole adventure and he saves her from an abusive boyfriend and then he borrows her car and that's that's how she, she winds up as part of the main plot here. But basically, he's trying to do that at the same time as the cops are after him and a mysterious figure called the accountant is also after him because he broke out of hell and apparently stole the devil's personal gun called God Killer. <laughs> God XXX killer. alt caps God Killer <laughs> <laughs> with underscores in between the the triple X's and the God Killer in the middle. Uh, maybe the O is a zero, maybe not. One of the eyes, the eye is probably a, a one.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah.
2: And uh, the cult is also trying to sacrifice his granddaughter to open a portal to hell. Uh, well, which. Interestingly enough, this movie—I think—if you're a Last Podcast in the Left fan, you'll enjoy this even more because Satan is just kind of disinterested in this whole thing. Like, yeah, for real. Yeah. Like, they think they're a satanic cult, but whether or not it's even going to work is unclear. And we have an account from inside the movie, from the accountant, that says uh, Satan is actually kind of a quiet, reserved guy, and he doesn't like people sacrificing anyone to him. So,
1: yeah, like the accountant. Was my was my very yes. my very character in this movie. He is absolutely wonderful,
2: played and... by a very talented William Fichtner. Fickner, I think. Fickner, yeah, yep. Yeah. So I I looked up I looked up that role and apparently he is trying to channel a little bit of Christopher Walken and it shows, but well, he yeah. does it in the best way. Like, yeah, it's so like, good. It's when Chris so... Walken's doing that, it's unclear how in he is on himself. Like, is he just doing his own thing is he just kind of like, they just like wheel him on set and the acts weird for a while then wanders off. Yeah. He's, he's more intentionally challenging uh, William Fickner. I mean, William Fickner is more intentionally challenging.
1: Yeah. Like Chandler he's Chris Walker. Yeah. Like he's like all in on this role, like from the beginning. And it's like really, it's so good because like he's, he, he's, he's almost like <laughs> he, he, he's, He's sort of like a straight man, but he's like he's like in on the joke the entire movie. And so like and, and so all he does is just like he's basically chasing Milton, but he's also just kind of fucking around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like so he's like so he's like going around recruiting uh state troopers after he brutally murders a person and they find him and the like guy had and it coming. Then, and then he blows up a whole bunch of cops with a hydrogen truck. <laughs> For no no reason
0: a, he blows zero cops up, he just blows up their cars.
1: Oh, yeah, fair enough. But, um, yeah, and then and then he ends up helping Nicolas Cage in the end, which I
2: thought was really cool. I well, the, yeah. the fun thing about him is that it's just his day job, like, he's just, yeah, on yeah, a, yeah, he's, just, yeah. He,
1: he, he's, he's just doing it. He, he, he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, like, you can kill me, but like, they'll just send somebody else, like, yes, yeah. it's. <laughs> it's
2: It's nothing like. (laughs) Like tracking down fugitives from hell is, well, probably not common because it sounds like it's not easy to get out. But it's just part of his job description. And he's just kind of nonchalantly going about his day. Um, he convinces some FBI agents to. I mean, he, he calls himself an FBI agent and convinces some cops to help him. And it's unclear nope. whether he's doing like a Dracula hypnotism thing or if the cops are just like, "Oh, he says he's FBI, we better help him." Like, I don't I, know.
1: <laughs> Could I be either or both. <laughs> uh, yeah. I choose to believe that he has no hypnotism powers. Everyone, like all the ancillary characters in this movie, are just all the ancillary characters in this movie are just fucking stupid. Yeah, like, like they just like they just see the FBI badge and immediately defer to him. This like movie without, is like, just without like, question. It's just a horny, stupid cartoon it in is, the greatest possible ways. So 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 the movie dials it back in like the second half, but for like the first 30 minutes, I'd say, this movie is incredibly horny. Like with yeah, like, bit hyper-sexual. Without shame. Yeah. Like there's like there's like uh Nicolas Cage seducing a waitress and then like making out with her. There's like while he's drinking
2: his dick, coffee, like while between sips,
1: coffee, there's uh, Dick grabbing. Um, they go to a bar, and there's just uh, and Nicholas again, again. My, my my favorite part of the movie: Nicholas Cage gets into a gunfight while fucking a lady, fully clothed, with his sunglasses on, <laughs> smoking a cigar, and drinking and drinking out of a whiskey bottle and he he remains in this position for longer than you would expect <laughs> i am
2: i'm not as blown away by that because i already saw the equivalent scene in yeah, shoot 'em like, up and i thought they did a little better like
1: yeah but 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 for someone who hasn't seen it that was incredible
2: <laughs> i think this is a really good corollary to if you like mandy if you like shoot 'em up if you like anything that is big and obnoxious and loud and full of full of shooting full of swearing full of fucking just It is a grindhouse movie. Like, uh, all of the critical response to it is saying, like, yes, they are going for a grindhouse, lurid exploitation film type deal with this. I think it works. I I am shocked at the Rotten Tomatoes score for this. It it really
1: did feel like they knew what they were making the entire time. Like, you can can sort of – there's definitely a line between, like, you can tell when a movie is, like, Making something and they and they like you know say it was like you know Grindhouse or whatever after the fact, but you can tell that they were trying to like, you know, just make something really stupid and
2: sexist and stuff like that. Yeah, this, this is not a this is not a Tommy Wiseau calling the room a comedy after the fact. This yeah, is... no,
1: yeah, no. This is this is like straight up and down. Like from the beginning, they are like they're like full bore going for it, and it and it works. I feel like it works pretty well.
2: Yeah, this movie lays all of its cards on the tables in, like, the first two minutes where you have Nick Cage track down a trio and kill them all because they know something about his granddaughter. And then the Drive Angry title comes on screen right after he blows up a truck from a trail of gasoline and walks away with the explosion behind his back, which, (laughs) oh, it's quote-unquote, not good filmmaking, fuck off, it's perfect.
1: I think we have well established on this podcast by now that movie critics are all universally hacks and cannot be trusted <laughs> in any regard Un- ever. unless they agree with us. Unless they agree well, with us.
2: W- when they agree with us it's a fine hack. profession but, yeah. but whenever they disagree then you know we're just full on Unfortunately, unfortunately the lighting
1: media I mean to be fair most of the stuff that we have liked has been reviled so <laughs> I feel I feel I feel I feel pretty safe in saying that uh, movie we are seeing are, uh, these
2: movies with new eyes. We are we are bringing home a new perspective. We're basically doing what Nick Cage does for acting. We're doing that yeah. for movie criticism. You know, it, it's a service. Uh, you're you're welcome, everyone.
1: I feel like I feel like it does help that we are all just ridiculously irony poisoned, and so like, and yeah. so like we're just like, you know. World is a fuck. Let's just have a good time.
2: <laughs> well, no, I think I think we're through the valley of irony poisoning, and we're finding new things to be sincere about that are oh, that's not true. Expected. Yeah, yeah. Besides, this is a all short episode because so. yeah, all we've done is just praise this movie. I guess we could go into a little more detail about I, what's strong and what's weak about it.
1: Yeah. So um, the CGI is bad. Like
2: like universally consistently bad. And this is fairly low budget for the time it came out. This yeah. is fifty million. So were, this actually puts it in the same ballpark as knowing now that I think about it. Knowing is yeah, also in they that were, territory.
1: Yeah, but they were trying to sell it on the um oh. Jeez, they just announced a travel ban for the United Kingdom. Huh. Oopsie. Um but <laughs> just in case you wanted to know how fucked we are, no one can go to Europe anymore. Um Europe is uh, cancelled. Europe is canceled. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the CGI, for a movie that was marketed uh, at least partially on its 3D effects, because this movie was sold as Drive Angry 3D in theaters. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they do do that whole fucking, like, look at this, we're a 3D movie thing where they're, like, firing bullets into the camera and things are flying you at see, You, the you fucking, see the occasional
2: like, car door ripped off of a crashing car that yeah. flies straight at the screen. Like, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's like, yeah.
1: yeah, like, yeah, like the titles do that thing where, like, the letters, like, bow outwards and you can tell, like, obviously, if it was in 3D, they'd be, like, flying at you kind of shit. I
2: kind of want to watch a 3D version of this on yeah, the VR headset yeah, I just got should, just to assess that.
1: Yeah, we should, we should, we should pull something up in the big screen. And watch it. That supports that supports SBS three D. Nice. Uh, but yeah, like, but unfortunately, the CGI is like universally bad. Like they didn't they they use they use CG blood for a lot of the uh, in place of squibs for a lot of the shooting effects and. Yeah, this is this is very much very, of a kind
2: with John Wick in terms of you have mostly af- almost all After Effects gunshots you yeah, have. But- Fair number of airsoft guns present, which again, John Wick, similar. Yeah,
1: yeah you could definitely tell. There was a scene where, um, uh, as they were exiting the church after the shootout, there was a guy carrying a revolver with a scope, and he hands it to a lady, and you can tell when he like puts it in her hand, there's like no pure plastic, to the gun. baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. And or so- like
2: a uh, Nick Cage executes a guy at fairly close range with a shotgun, and like uh-huh. there is zero kick, and it's like, oh, you're 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 showing me too much of the after effects because it's yeah. like. In in John Wick, they use a ton of that, but they generally pull you a little bit further away, and you get to see a pretty decently cgi muzzle flare. They're not showing a context where you'd expect the gun to move a lot, so you don't break your suspension of disbelief there. Um, I think the script is a little weak in places. It's, it uh, spends yeah. a little too long on what it does. It does, and like you know,
1: we kind of we kind of meander a little bit in the last third, like going over Nicholas. K's it feels its now, length. Like... It it very much yeah. feels its length. So
2: it the the stated length is like one hour and forty. It actually cuts off at the ninety minute mark. I, it felt longer than ninety to me. I think it could have it could have been trimmed down a little bit.
1: Probably, yeah.
2: Like it spends a decent amount of time going over concepts that you're already used to. Like they really draw out. Um, Piper, who is played actually really really well by Amber Heard. I, I thought yes. she was great in this role. Which was you know, wonderful. Amber Heard, yeah, I, I we understand all the baggage, but she she played this fantastic. Yeah, I um, won't lie, she did. Yep, uh, Piper Piper's really cool actually. Like, uh, she enters the story as saying that she cut off her boyfriend because. Uh, she wanted him to propose, and he does. But then she goes back, and he's already fucking another girl. And he gets beaten up by her and Nick Cage. Lawrence and then an air conditioner falls Steve on his Austin. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then, like, and then dad, the bod, fucking...
2: dad bod, Dad minus muscles, Stone Cold Steve Austin is what he looks like.
1: Yeah, and then and then the accountant shows up and asks him where Milton went. And then afterwards, he fucking breaks a baseball bat in half and fucking throws it through his head.
0: <laughs> that's todd farmer he uh he was in uh my bloody Val the money my bloody valentine remake and it's the same thing happens to him where he's like g9 you know, with somebody and he gets like cut in half
2: you know what else todd farmer did what wrote the fucking movie yeah that's really? todd farmer yep he's, yep. A writer he's, he's one of the writers yep. oh, uh that. he also wrote jason x and he I'll wrote get to that movie eventually <laughs> I think I think it's a great thing to write something and then get killed in it. That's like that's fantastic. It shows yeah, that, a sense of yeah, humility. That's
1: actually, that's actually that's actually pretty good. The fact that the fact that the fact that he he looks like someone who would write Drive
2: Angry. Yep. <laughs> uh, got got a nice beanie in his Wikipedia picture. It's sort of like medium sort of like beard. How the
1: guy, how the guy who's been the creative director on the last like four Call of Duty games. If you look him up, he's like. A fucking brick shithouse of a man he looks like, like a guy who would direct call of duty
2: games. yep that, that's what <laughs> call of duty director looks like physically yep. um i think the so the movie does have a pretty neat sense of uh distance and scale so it yes. starts it starts in colorado it goes through oklahoma then tex i think we kind of wing through texas and then it ends in louisiana yeah um presumably close to the border Um, but it has a bit of a mythic South thing going on to it because each region feels a bit like a a country in a fantasy novel or something like, Oh, we have to travel across the border into Althuria or whatever. Like it, it's doing that with the South, which is fun. Like you, you don't see a lot of movies doing that, but it is entertaining when it comes up.
1: Sure. Yeah, Absolutely.
2: And it is a bit of a road movie. Like, you've got cool cars, you've got truck stops. Uh, the the bar slash hotel fuckhouse that they stop at is uh, the, bull, <laughs> the bull by the balls, except you can't really yeah. read the sign, so it just says bull balls basically the balls, first time yeah. you read it visually.
1: Honestly, honestly, I did think it was called bull balls for a while, but um, yeah, no. They was, just
2: snuck the other words in there.
1: Yeah, no, it's... Uh, it's it's fun it's fun. Um, there is a joke where, um, uh, what's her name? Female character? Fuck, I forgot her name already. Um, she Piper. Like, the, yeah, the female f- character, essentially. Yeah, the yeah the one. Yeah, sorry. Um, I thought it was like Paige or something for some reason, but um, got a letter. Like she was like she was like yeah I'm gonna like, you know, go to bed, do my nails. She glances over to like
2: this hot this hot fucking um. Dark curly haired, wow. vaguely Oscar Isaac looking guy who is yeah, naked yeah. and painting her toenails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, the it's, life like, of it's sim. like, yeah,
1: maybe I'll do my nails. And it's like, oh yeah, that's that's nice. That's nice. It's that's unclear,
2: nice. it's unclear whether I don't think he actually got any because she like no. he, she he messes up and she kind of kicks him in the face a little bit, but then she leaves to go get a weapon because all the cultists are converging on the hotel and are about to, you know, raise hell trying to get Milton. Um, and then he
1: got shot. So, all right.
2: Peter. I wonder. I wonder if John, calling him John Milton, is supposed to be a Paradise Lost reference, because like that is the most one of the most famous heaven hell media pieces would be Paradise Lost, and he's Probably. just John Milton. Yeah, it, it seems very on the nose in a way that this movie is all about doing. Sure. I mean, I, they didn't call him Dante. It, it could have been. It could have been more. Direct. <laughs> it could have
1: been worse
2: double may cry worse.
0: starring uh, nicholas cage as
2: dante ah yes virgil dante the famous hell driver <laughs> i mean we we run out of things to say about it eventually Can i think
0: talk, did we talk about the sheriff with the best shirt ever made
2: yeah he just has like a like a conspiracy theory slash sci-fi pastiche like it's a it's like a mosaic of of different things like bigfoot is real ufos fuck my wife like whatever no, no, it
0: is literally a shirt that does every movie spoiler on it like if you look closely like it has like darth vader it's like luke uh, darth vader is luke's father um 299 died of spartans it's it's pretty great i love his shirt i like
2: my, i like my imaginary shirt better because i didn't notice it as detailed as you do yeah i think he should have worn the uh bigfoot real and he tried to eat my ass hat the entire time as well <laughs> that honestly
0: it. no he I, should have worn the um who's the guy that always makes fun of like this man ate my son it's a uh, who was it it's a presidential candidate it's um oh my god this man ate my son
2: uh, Ted Cruz Ate My Son is yep. the sticker. Yeah, Ted Cruz Ate My Son. It should have been that. It- <laughs> um, the... Oh, what else? I think that that sheriff guy is a little bit underwritten. It feels like a character who may have been more prominent in earlier drafts of the movies and he, movie, and he got kind of cut back as, as things went on. Because um, he shows up in a few scenes to direct the cops around, and he's got a general idea of, well, we've got a cop killer, because Piper does wind up uh, capping a couple of cops in, in a few scenes. And... Like he's got some idea of Milton because he he interacts with the police who are being directed by the accountant. Um, But he is a little underutilized and really doesn't do a whole lot in the film. So that's you could say that's a weakness as well. I mean, oh, yeah, here's me talking about the weak character writing in a movie where where all this shit happens. And the final scene is Nick Cage driving a burning sports car through an orgy of like a hundred cultists who are firing guns in the air and fucking each other. Like, yes, (laughs) maybe my priorities are off. I'm just trying to grasp for anything I didn't think was amazing yeah um so despite some of the weak gun stuff and the bad CG I think the fight scenes in this overall are really well yes. directed
0: mm-hmm. like they're they're,
2: they're kinetic they're fun to watch you there's it's a little bit too fond of people getting something stuck in their head and then it has a nice lingering shot of the life leaving them as they fall down like yeah, that's true. The accountant kills some people with coins that way. A uh, guy with a machete in the hotel scene gets the machete driven back into his head, and then he falls down. Like, yeah, he, he a shoots cool the machete,
1: and then the machete yeah. like bounces into his head. Which is wasn't pretty it the blunt great. end
2: of the machete that does it too? I, maybe, I thought it was. I, I think it was. Shit. Which is it awesome could be double bladed, but yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's just a good time, like. Really watch this movie. We we gave you the warning up front. You need to watch this movie. And now we've spoiled it. Not that there's all that much to spoil. Um, it ends well. Could you do a sequel to this?
1: Yes. I, I, would, like a, I they, would like an entire standalone movie with the encounter. They, they leave the door open for a sequel. And I fucking wish they would make one. Like... I would like, accept.
2: Cause, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, because like, he, he says, like you know, we're going back to hell, but you know
2: I'm just going to get out again.
1: And the accountant's like, yeah, dude, fucking go for it. <laughs> this is the most fun I've had
2: in years, yeah. Yeah. It has a little bit of a, like, a catch-me-if-you-can type vibe where it's respect between the criminal and the jailer, essentially. Yeah,
1: there. yeah, exactly. Like
2: I, I've got a really eclectic opinion about what kind of sequel or spinoff or thing I'd want for this. I think no. you could do do a direct-to-streaming or direct-to-redbox a spin off of this that takes place in the same universe and doesn't necessarily have to have any of the same characters. You could just use a little bit of that hell bureaucracy and that quality thing and just do a movie that follows the same general tone, but let someone else have a good time with it and like make up their own kind of yeah. uh, splatterpunk grindhouse action thriller type of deal. Like yeah. you could have it be oh. introduce someone who's not the accountant, but introduce someone who's also in like hell middle management who is basically doing a box truck thing and he gets to take some other uh nefarious individual out of hell on a mission because he needs their help for something like that could be fun i, I would watch that that'd be great
1: yeah. yeah the problem is is that this movie only made 28 million at the box office so it, they probably won't make a sequel to this well
0: what movies were out at the time when, when did that movie come out
1: uh it came out in february 2011 so oh, it was God. right after fuck you it's january
2: um I wish you could take the total box office take of this movie and knowing and divide it evenly between the two. So we could have maybe gotten that sequel or spinoff with this one. Huh. Cause I think this movie entertained me more on a moment to moment basis than knowing, although huh. knowing actually did briefly become a good movie for certain periods, like a legitimately good movie rather than kind of popcorn. Good. I think I enjoyed this one more. The guy more who raw. directed
1: this also directed my bloody Valentine. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Huh? And Dracula 2000.
2: Oh, God. Let's and look through cr- 2011 movies to see what this is up against. Uh, the Roommate. Yeah. Sanctum. Nope. Waiting for Forever. No nope. The Other Woman. Cold Weather. Just go nope. with it. Nope. Nomeo and Juliet. Ooh. Oof. Ouch. Yeah, we've got the Gnomeo. Justin the Gnomeo Bieber. Story. Never Say Never. <laughs> Cinder <laughs> Rapids. Uh, nation Carancha. I don't remember any of these fucking movies. I Am Number Four. Big Mamas. Like Father, Like Son. Unknown. The Last Lions, Brotherhood, yeah, now remember, and Later, The Indians Resident. Were... These movies are fake. I don't believe these are real. Let's see. Paul so Pass. Came out in
1: February. Uh, what else was out around that time? Of Gods
2: and Met. Ma- no, this was a nothing month for movies, and this is probably the best thing to come out in it. Easy. Yeah. Like, all these movies are bullshit the Adjustment and fake.
1: Adjustment Bureau, Paul. Uh, what else? I'm not Actually, four. wasn't Adjustment no. Bureau pretty good? Adjustment yeah. Bureau did pretty good, as I recall. Um, Battle Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, limitless please watch this movie over this ba- battle los angeles please god as i recall limitless was did pretty good as well source code didn't do so good but it deserved better than it got source code I, was is, a good
2: movie more people need to watch source code wasn't source code kind of set up directly against adjustment bureau and they had kind of a similar premise of like an omniscient thing manipulating events and all that no no, it's a completely different premise. Sorry. Well, no, no. I I've read the premises for both of them. I just felt like they were very tonally similar and released in the similar they're, time frame. They're hypothetically they're... tonally
1: similar, but the but the like actual driving force of source code is utterly different than the
2: adjustment bureau. I heard source code was gonna get a TV series. Did that ever materialize? No, I don't think so.
1: That's a bummer. Let's see. Um, reception. Uh yeah, Source Code got 91 in Rotten Tomatoes. It looks like it did pretty good. Um, hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, they they might, they might, but like, I don't know. Source Code kind of wrapped itself in such a way that it didn't really leave a door open for anything else. But they could totally do a thing where like, other people are in this computer. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm the computer. Stop <laughs> all the, the downloading.
1: Yeah.
2: Battle Los Angeles, though. Man. What a I, I think classic. that... Put that on the Patreon bonus list for us to subject ourselves remember, to that I, shit. I remember
0: that movie. My that friends movie got two hundred and eleven <laughs> million.
1: What?
2: Oh, Take fuck every dollar you. that movie made and give it to Drive Angry, please. I remember One, that movie Okay, came okay this out. movie had a I,
1: budget I, of a hundred. What the fuck? What?
0: I I remember seeing that movie with a friend who was about to go into um, West Point. He thought, like, see, this movie is highly military accurate. I'm like, this is the most boring
1: shit I've ever seen. He kept yeah, he I know, going, like. like like, if someone told me, if someone told me, imagine uh, uh, imagine an alien invasion movie, but it's all very militarily accurate, I would say that sounds fucking boring. <laughs> that sounds I mean, like, boring as was shit. Some,
0: there were some fun action parts, but, like, it was just so like this is what it'd be like if the military took on alien invasion. I'm like, I
2: think the, the extent to which you should do that and actually have it be entertaining is what Michael Bay does, where when he does military stuff, he'll have actual military people advise and he'll have like, he'll have them as the extras or the minor speaking roles and say like, if this happened, what would you say? What would you do? And he adds that nice little bit of verisimilitude, but he doesn't go like nuts with it because you can go too far. You can make fucking battle Los Angeles and make the movie bad. left um, cheek, I, left I, cheek.
1: I, I, I would imagine that whatever whatever army consultant they got or I, I guess it'd be the marine corps air force whatever whatever military consultants they got on this fucking i would almost guarantee this movie was partially funded by the goddamn army because holy
0: shit and it's not even a good one like how um no, war, no, no, no 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 but... no the movie is very bad <laughs> i know but it's not like Bad as in like Wolf Warriors bad where well, that movie was just a Chinese propaganda film that has like sick action scenes. Yeah, it's fun it's as true. hell. Wolf
2: Warriors rules. We could do an entire separate action cast <sighs> for stuff like Wolf Warriors and the like, but you know, we're thoroughly off topic and it's coming up on the 30-minute mark. So Battle uh, Los
1: Angeles. Uh don't don't watch that.
2: Long story short, Drive Angry Good. Battle Los Angeles bad. Most bad. of the movies that came out in February twenty eleven are not real. They are made up uh well, this it's- is a new chronology thing.
1: Well, because it's, well, it's fuck you, it's January. Like, fuck you. you, can't... Fuck you it's... Although, granted, granted, January 21st, Hobo with a Shotgun did come out. Ooh. Yeah. And so... And fuck that, me, I... it's January. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, also, Nomeo and Juliet did, so uh, it's right. kind of a wash. There's only so
2: much film greatness to go around, and Nomeo and Juliet had to have its chair. Didn't that get, like, five sequels or something, too? God, that's, that's our good, world is like... so fallen so bad.
1: Yeah, that's... what
2: the fuck? Just stay right. inside. Stay inside. Don't talk to anyone. Listen to us. Your parasocial relationship friends. The yes. people on the podcast are real and they are your friends and you should appreciate <laughs> and respect them completely.
1: <laughs> and watch and watch Drive Angry. It deserves it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It had it ha- ha- Yes. It had one sequel called Sherlock Gnomes. That had Johnny Depp in it and I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Sherlock uh, Gnomes? What? I'm
2: so tired. I'm so tired."
1: <laughs> Anyway, I, I remember that coming out. Didn't that come out recently, Sherlock? Twenty
2: eighteen. God, wait—they waited seven fucking years to do a sequel to Nomeo and Juliet*, a nothing movie from February twenty eleven. What?
1: However, however, it received generally negative reviews from critics and was a commercial disappointment. <laughs> yeah, because yeah,
2: because yeah, because
1: nobody remembered Nomeo and Juliet* because you waited seven fucking years to make a sequel. Boy, boy, howdy! All right. Well, uh, this has been the Nomio and Juliet podcast. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, be, um, be sure, be the sure to watch Drive Angry 3D now in theaters. Um, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Fuck. I wish, I wish Drive Angry was in theaters. Although,
2: actually, no one should be going to theaters right now. So, no,
0: Don't go to theaters unless you bring a hazmat
2: suit. Go to a theater if you're literally the only one in the theater. That might be okay.
1: I did go. I I did. I did go to a to a house punk show last night. So I was in a basement with close proximity to like thirty people. I
0: work in a grocery. I was
1: doing. I I was doing. I was doing photography, (laughs) and at one point the mosh pit got so bad that I got punched in the face.
2: (laughs) I I am groveling at the feet of my boss to work remote.
0: Please let me. Please. I work at a grocery store. I have I can't do it. Like it's yeah,
1: like, I have a... yeah. Where I work, that's not going to be an option either. So. I think
2: they should allow you to direct a robot that has an iPad for a face with your face, and you can help people remotely no, with the, the iPad then robot. All the boom,
0: then all the boomers be like, I don't want a robot to help me. You
2: yeah. need to arm the robot so it can defend itself if the boomers come after <laughs> it with a rolling pin.
1: You have ten seconds to comply. <laughs> you have
2: no choice but to help. Taser extends out of the robot. Would you like the assistance,
0: ma'am? I don't want you taking those people's jobs like nobody. You have I was
1: five not asking. Seconds.
2: I was not asking.
1: You have five <laughs> seconds to comply.
2: Electrified dart launcher active. <laughs> no, 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 just
1: go fucking ed 209. Like yeah. just, just, just 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 utterly kill anyone who gets in your way. <laughs> you have ten seconds to put the chicken on the belt. <laughs> anyway,
2: I think we've right. we've 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 got all the blood out of this stone. This is the Chudcast. I'm Lorraine, Gordon, Marine. If you're listening, you've probably listened to the other ones. If not, you can read the description on Anchor or your podcast platform of choice. Uh, You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash chudcast, twitter.com slash chudcast, and all of our individual profiles are linked at those places. Uh, We appreciate all both of our listeners because that's what Anchor tells me we have. And uh, you'll be seeing another Cagemas movie, which have we decided on number three yet? I believe um, it was of season witch. of the witch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Good. That sounds. I, I was thinking briefly, like eh, we could watch fucking Ghost Rider, but I, I don't know. I don't want to watch Ghost Rider.
1: I, I prefer, I prefer the sequel to Ghost Rider over the yeah. original because the sequel was directed by the guys who made Crank good. and Crank Two. Yeah. And it. And I it, haven't
2: seen it yet. Oh. What? <laughs> we need to. Okay. Uh. We will sneak this in. We will do it as a Patreon bonus. Uh, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance yes. will be Cage Miss Part 5 Epilogue. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> I love okay, that movie so. so much. All right. All right. Wash <laughs> your damn hands. Good
2: night, yeah, everybody. Wash your,
1: hey, everybody. Wash your goddamn hands, please.
2: Wash your For hands in the fires of hell and have cool burning skeleton hands.
1: Hell was full, so I am come back.